Like to keep you on your toes. You never know. I'm going to be with Slee one day, and Clinton Yates another Jumping day. Around, movie yep. to the nights, movie to the mornings. It's uh, I'm, I'm I'm elusive, Clinton. That's the that's the, oh, the phrase for that's me. That's the scouting. You know, he's elusive. We like to get him out in speed and space. We run a lot of plays to him. That's something we work on in the film room. The elusivity of Travis Rogers is really an asset to our program and what we do. <laughs> I'm Sean McVay. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> The tag is what makes it funny. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty great, but it's the it's the pushing. It's yeah. the really, really <laughs> selling it. That's that kind of takes it to the next level. It's because Tomorrow. that's how I've interviewed Sean. I don't know how many times I've interviewed Sean McVay. Ten probably right. in, in my career, and it's always this deeply intense push. <laughs> and I'm gonna sell this like it is the most it's important like a, thing in yeah. the world. It's like an instruction manual where everything is bold and in all caps. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's how he talks. Wow. He is a bold, all-caps individual. That's how, uh, that's how he rolls. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Gardena this time. you got to do this. It's Manuel. Manuel, what's going on, my friend? Oh, fellas. Happy Deuces Wild Day to you. <laughs> I'm loving you. this, man. And uh, Sean McVay, it is an honor and a privilege to uh, <laughs> be on with a Super Bowl-winning champ. Although I am a Raider fan, I will say that. You know, I appreciate uh, that kind of love from the callers. (laughs) That's something we like to do is get out in the community. Gardena is a really nice place. Once referred to in a rhyme by my favorite beastie boy, Mike D. You know, he's an (laughs) ill one. Thank you. Go on, Manuel. Please appreciate the kind words. Yes, sir. Right now I'm in space. You'd be happy with me. (laughs) So uh, what I'm saying is um, duos, man. We got to go duos. So first, Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen. Right? I mean, come on. That's old school L.A. Now, I'm going old school once again, L.A. A.C. and O.J. Outro. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you, Manuel. They were friends. (laughs) They spent a lot of time together. Yes, that's (laughs) quite the duo. Accurate. They AC blocked for OJ at SC. There's a lot of. Uh, I mean, he, he really he really worked up to that too by introducing the Marcus Allen element with Bo Jackson. Yeah, we let our jumping straight yeah. to OJ. Who That's right. You got to you got to like throw the right so they can come in with the left. You know, right. we run that misdirection a lot out of that package. It's something that's been very effective for us in division. Manuel executed it to perfection there. Anyway. You know, it. He, I, I, we don't talk about him enough, and I get he hasn't been around for a long time. There's a generation and a half of people that never saw him, but Bo? damn, Bo Jackson, man. Bo can play. Yeah. I mean, he, he could play both. <clears throat> that I, like De- Dion was the best at his position in football. Dion was an all-star caliber major league baseball player too. He was, but Bo Jackson could have been the MVP in both. Yeah. That's Bo how ja- good Bo was. Bo Jackson's top side was probably higher than Dion's, but I still, I, I'm still forever impressed with how Dion carried himself in playing both. He was, he was really good at both. I mean, what are you going to say? What no, D- say? but like you think about, you think about Bo. The, the, all of the memories, like him running into the tunnel, him running over Bosworth, him just, just destroying right. people in the football field. But him doing that Spider-Man thing on the outfield wall where that was he cool. runs up the wall, like not just puts his foot on it and jumps up and catches the ball, which we see pretty regularly. He's going so damn fast, it's like a NASCAR hugging the, the outer t- corner of this thing. It was I, I've, I've never seen it before or since. Well, in that game, was it in that game? But one of, the, one of the most amazing highlights in the history of baseball is that play where Bo tried to throw Dion out at the plate mm-hmm. and didn't get him because Dion beat him. You know what I mean? And, and, and he... He trucked the, trucked the catcher, and, you know, that's that's one of the best highlights. I mean, that's like 
If there was a highlight that embodied what my baseball youth was like, that's that's the one, you know. Bo Jackson that, trying to throw out Deion Sanders. And when he threw out Harold Reynolds at home, and Harold Reynolds turns around like, wait, where did that what come just from? Happened? That, yeah. that, there's no way that came from the outfield. That, that's HR not looking around supposed confused. to be. <laughs> All right. Um, I go back to yesterday, and we were talking a lot about LeBron and Laker fans' reaction to LeBron. I want to get the, back to Laker fans on this, 877-710-ESPN. But it felt yesterday, Yates, that, Laker fans have already kind of moved on from this. That, that and Maybe LeBron has it. Maybe LeBron is playing the game that he's very good at playing. They're putting pieces in motion, putting pressure on people to try to get them to do what he thinks is the best thing to do. That LeBron's doing LeBron stuff. Right. But the way that the wind was blowing yesterday, and I haven't seen anything that, that's led me to change my mind, Laker fans are like, yeah, fine. You, you don't want to be here. You don't have to be here. That happened fast. I don't understand the drasticness in this situation, to be quite honest. I mean, look, LeBron James is the best basketball player we've seen in this generation. LeBron James is a team leader. LeBron James is your best path, as proven and evidenced in his career by the trophies, to the NBA title. That's indisputable. Now, whether or not the pieces around him have worked out, whether or not his behavior, if you want to call it that, has been indicative of him being all in, that's not the point. The problem is is that LeBron James is LeBron James. You simply have to deal with it. And that's ultimately what I think the Lakers fans are most upset about. It's not actually what he's doing. It's the fact that it actually has to be taken seriously because, hello, he's that big of a deal, and that's just not something that Laker fans are used to in terms of what their, you know, their interaction is with their biggest star on their team. Well, they, the Laker, that's, that's exactly right. Laker fans are not used to the threat of, I'll just go somewhere else, being real. Yeah. Right? That, that usually the threat is somewhere, somewhere else, somebody somewhere else says, Hey, listen, I don't really love what I'm seeing around here. If you're not all careful, I'm just going to sign with the Lakers when I become a free agent. They, <laughs> yeah. that That's the threat, right? Anthony Davis in New Orleans, when the thing was just not going well, not going well, not going well, it's like he's going to L.A. He's going to L.A. And this is the destination for guys that are unhappy, not the place that they leave because it's not going well. No, it's, it's, it's totally flipped the whole thing on his head, and he deserves the leverage. That's why it's even more infuriating for people like yesterday who were talking about he's a bum and he's not a leader and all this other stuff. I'm like, uh, that's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just doesn't even make sense. Hello, he's one of the 75 best players in the history of the NBA, never mind the best player on this team. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's just be real about what we're dealing with. What's his legacy, Yates, if it is if this is his last year? Let's say next year he comes back because he's got one more year left on his deal. To, for for him to move on after this year would be far more complicated than at the end of next year. And if we know anything about the NBA, this stuff changes quickly, right? That the Lakers will have a very yeah. different team next year probably. Russell Westbrook will probably be gone. Anthony Davis will probably play a little better, be a little more healthy, all of the things that we go. But – Let's say this is it. Let's say he's here for four or five years, and he cashes a, a, a ticket. He wins a championship. It's an odd one because of the, the situation sure, the world is there. at the time. But what's his – like? because the, the idea that he would be kind of just a, a guy is impossible to wrap your head around, except for, for Laker fans, I think he's just a guy. I, I think it's it's something probably closer to Joe Montana winning a playoff game with the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? That people forget about. You know what I mean? Like, it was a nice little run. I don't think anybody in Chiefs Nation or whatever they call themselves is like, 
banging the drum for the Joe Montana era, but it was there. People remember it. I'm sure people like it. You know, I still say all the time, man, I said this yesterday, like, I think in 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 him being here when Kobe passed was such an incredibly important non-basketball moment that I'm not going to say it overshadows all the basketball, but when I think about on the whole what his time here was, I think about that a lot. I that I, I that really is a big moment to me, and that's out of respect for Kobe as much as it is out of respect for what LeBron did. You know what I'm saying? Like that happened while he was here. That was still the and still is kind of the biggest kind of deal in L.A. I mean, I see murals in the you know hand every day of Kobe Bryant and to think that he was here for that I think it 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 doesn't overshadow it because right now we're in the throes of it but I think in 10 20 years you know what I mean you're going to look at this as just a generalized kind of darker time that they happen to get a ring out of in the bubble I don't think you're going to look at it as oh LeBron came and failed I, I just don't think that makes sense not came and failed but came and went right yeah that, that it was just he was here for for a while that you think think, think about it the best players on Laker championship teams are revered. Magic yeah. Johnson, Jerry West. Uh, and Jerry West only won one, by the way, Laker fans. And you guys hold Sidebar. You're right. The right. logo has Uno. Right. Exactly. Shaq <laughs> is looked is is revered. Kobe is yeah. him and Magic are almost a category in and of themselves. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, revered. LeBron's like, yeah, cool, thanks for that, but no, you're not one of those guys. I mean, he he wasn't just on the team. This wasn't a, a Patrick Ewing in Seattle situation where he's sitting <laughs> at the end of the bench. He was the MVP of the damn finals, and it's like, yeah, thanks for that, but we're going to pretend we didn't see it. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 weird. I think we should go to some of these calls because people have a lot to say about this, and they'll probably be able to explain a lot of this mindset that is hating on the king. Let's try Paramount first. Oscar. Oscar, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up, Oscar? Well, the reason I was calling is um, most of the people already were a lot of LeBron haters. And so, you know, a lot of people adopted him because he was a Laker. So once you start seeing things happen and you start seeing the LeBron James that left Cleveland, that left Miami, you're like, okay, well, we tried to embrace you. You don't want to be here. You know, go do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, the, the the comparison there is that, for lack of a better term, the Lakers kind of felt that they were a little out of LeBron's league in terms of hotness. And when LeBron showed up, bagged it and kept it moving, they were like, whoa, I thought, you know, no. You know what I'm saying? This was not that kind of situation that not really used to dealing with here in Lakerland. It's kind of funny to see. They don't like not having the team be the thing. And I get it. I, I I respect it because, you know, especially in pro sports, it's so often about the guys. It's so often yeah, about the players it. and not the organization. And Laker fans, I think, revere the organization as much as they do the players. And LeBron maybe – I don't want to say he doesn't because I don't think that's true, but LeBron is fully aware of his LeBronness. He, yes. he understands that – He's LeBron. I, yes. And, and he's, he's not earned gonna, it. He's not going <laughs> to pretend he's not. I'm, no. I'm not going to play the game where I say it's been a dream of my entire life to play for yeah. this organization, and you know I, my career wouldn't have been complete had I not. He ain't doing that. He's not giving you that, guys, because he doesn't believe it, and he's probably right. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's through it's gritted just, teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, no, they don't like to hear his, that. His, 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 he didn't have a goal to get a statue outside of Staples. You know what I mean? And that's that's okay. He had a goal to win a title. How about that happened? And Reminder. He and he no, did. Marvin in Long Beach. Marvin, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up, Marvin? 
It's how you win, brother. It's how you win. Kobe has five. He has four. It's how you win. He won with the Mickey Mouse uh, championship, and Kobe was he beat the Celtics. So that's what it is. Beat the Celtics, the and uh, you probably have that. I mean, beat I, the Celtics. I, 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 that's all I'm saying. Th- th- this is the part, Clinton, that I wow. just this I, is this is where I I, I don't I, I don't even the, know how to respond the, to it because the it doesn't galaxy make sense brain. To me. I mean, I understand I understand the galaxy brain levels here are insane. The idea is that when one ranks championships versus another, I'm guessing the juice of a win over the Celtics, the rival, is a better championship sure. win than another. Okay, but like you can't hold that against LeBron. That doesn't even make sense. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't pick the opponents; they're just playing the people in front of them. That's anyway. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I've said this before, I'm saying it again right now. The vast majority of the reluctance to embrace LeBron James is directly related to Kobe Bryant. They feel that LeBron yeah. is a threat to Kobe, and yeah. he's not. They're their own guys. They're both it was inc- the opposite. Yes. Kobe passed away, and LeBron showed the unbelievably diplomatic deference to what the greatness of Kobe was. Stop trying to pit them against each other. It doesn't even make sense. They never played against each other for anything that matters. They didn't take things away from one another. We, 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 we kind of got shorted because they never did. You know, we thought right. we were going to get a little Cavs. We were going to get a little Heat, a little Lakers. We never got to see it. They, one of those guys does not diminish the other's legacy at all. They're both incredibly accomplished men in their own regards. I, you need to relax, Kobe people. It's LeBron is not taking any of Kobe that the very first thing. Well, Kobe, what, what does that have to do? We're not talking about that. We're talking about LeBron James. It drives me crazy. I will never, ever be able to wrap my head around 42 years ago, Clinton, one of yeah. the greatest calls in the history of sports. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Um, I've gotten this tweet in a couple of different forms, Clinton. Uh, Clinton mm-hmm. Yates in for with today. Uh, it's from Francis in Glendale. It says, Trav, are you going to mention the meatball sub and burrito in the top five of his favorite duos, right? And then he has today's 2-22-22. Um, I don't know if you know this story or not, Clinton, but I guess this is a, a duo story. And since we're doing duos today, I guess now is as good a time as any to, to tell the story again. Um, I was a junior in college, maybe, mm-hmm. and gone to a party. And we had uh, a new teammate had recently joined the team. I did not know him well, but I'm getting ready to leave this party. And it's a college party, and it's a Friday night, and I'd had a good time. And in Santa Barbara, you ride bikes everywhere, right? So I, right. I, I, I get to walk out of the party, and I'm getting ready to go. And I, said, and I see my new teammate, a guy named Chris Johnson. And, and I said to him, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bounce. I'm going to go home and probably get something to eat on the way home. And he says, hey, do you mind if I join you? I said, yeah, cool. Let's go. So right. we, we get on our bikes and we ride over to Freebirds, which is this burrito place in, in Santa Barbara that has something called the Monster Burrito. And it's well-named. 
It's it's very very substantial. Okay, it's this is it's a great song for those of you who don't know. It's just the two of us playing at the bed below right now for the podcast listeners. And so I order my chicken monster burrito, and it's got all the stuff in it, and it's 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 weighty, right? So we sit down and we eat these burritos, and we're done. And I you, you've met me, and you know I'm I'm about yeah. six three, and and at the time I probably weighed, you can handle know, a burrito two hundred and twenty yeah. some odd pounds at the time, not anymore. Uh, my teammate CJ. Is like six six, like two fifty. He's giant. Okay, he's a big, big dude. And right. we finished these burritos, and I, I said to him, I said, "Man, you know what's crazy? I could go across the street and get a sandwich." <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, "Are you into that?" <laughs> and it was like we were discussing this terrible secret that we both shared with one another and i said well yeah so we literally walked across the street and got giant sandwiches after giant burritos so that is the duo of the burrito and uh sandwich that's combo. great are yeah. you into that is a are great you? great question whenever you find yourself asking that or being asked that you've made a right turn most likely just so you know kids out yeah there. well but the yeah. right turn into the right place if the other because otherwise if he was horrified by it'd be like yeah well have a nice night i'm out of here Either. that's true right he could have been like this guy's a weirdo but you know hey Got it right. That's did we just become that? best friends? Yep. We did. It did. It made me made me I'm feel start good dropping about that every once in a while. Are you <laughs> <that>? yes. <laughs> All right. Let's try another folk call here. Let's go back to Los Angeles and Adam. Adam, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up, Adam? I got a uh, well. My opinion on the whole LeBron situation that's going on right now is uh, I think Angelinos honestly are kind of frustrated with the uh, with the way that LeBron kind of conducts himself. Um, he, he's been the kind of player that's been used to getting things his way. And he should because he is a great player, and and they should always involve uh, him in it as far as moves go. But I feel like when LeBron doesn't get his way, his team and him right away they always want to throw the I guess they want to throw shade at Rob Pelinka or they want to blame somebody else for it. But I think LeBron James has had his hands all over all these moves, and um, and so now it, it didn't work. So what he needs to do is just kind of realize that Los Angeles is not. Cleveland, we're not in Miami. This, this is a bigger monster over here. This is this is a franchise that has been recognized as one of the greatest of all time. In Cleveland, I mean, he basically brought that uh, that franchise uh, in. And then Miami, I mean, Miami is mostly known for South Beach or something like that. And so I think that LeBron kind of needs to just realize that, you know, he needs to know where he's at. And here in Los Angeles, we're not going to be, you know, kissing his butt and putting up with all that. So... So I agree with a lot of fans. If he doesn't want to be here, then great. Thanks for the championship, and uh, he is a great player. I'm sure he, he deserves a lot of respect. You know what's funny to me, Clinton? Thank you for the phone call, Adam. That was as well said about yeah. why it has not been a love affair as anybody as I've heard put it. Adam, that was really, really well done because I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but it's reasonable. It, it is a good explanation as to why he feels the way he does and why Laker fans feel the way that they do. There's also the other part of that, Trav, where there's the legitimate logic of him, his presentation. I understand the argument of, listen, don't be blaming the GM when, in fact, you are the de facto GM. That's mm -hmm. where I think there is a legitimate beef with Laker fans as far as LeBron has conducted himself. The only thing about that is that we know this. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't going to change from LeBron's standpoint. The question is, do the Lakers have the mental fortitude as an institution and a team to stand up to that? Pat Riley did. I don't know if Rob Palenka does. 
No, I, I don't either. And my my gut read on it is is that maybe not. But just seeing the way that he's responded yeah. to some of these other things, I, I think maybe not. But I want to go back to something else that Adam said that I think is it, it's the core. It's the it's the it's the the essence of the disconnect. LeBron has never worshipped at the altar of the Lakers. No. Laker fans want him to. He hasn't done it. That he came in with he, – he's, he's been the LeBron James he's been in L.A. It's the same version he was in Cleveland. It's the same version he was in Miami. I'm here. I'm going to play. I'm going to do these things. But I'm about my thing. There is this I, – I am about my stuff. Now, my stuff will bring you your stuff. But we're going to do yeah. my stuff along the way. And, and it's a disconnect for Laker fans because the other Laker grades really haven't gone about it like that. Shaq didn't do it like that. Kobe didn't do it like that. Kareem and, and, and Magic didn't do it like that. This is unique, and it doesn't sit well with them. That's true, and it doesn't help that he won one for that argument because you sit there and you look like you're in a complete sour grape situation over something that is ultimately just a personality difference. But I don't see anybody else walking through that door who's grabbing rings for the Lakers. You know, that's so the you kind of got to wear it. You know, and <laughs> that's, that's, that's the rub. Why, yeah. Okay, you don't tough. like him. Do you really want to see him go? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I do like him, so I'm the wrong person to ask. But uh, right. until you have a better solution, why don't we run that back again with him? Let's try another one. North Hollywood, Devon. Devon, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Can you hear me? Gotcha. Yep, you're on the air. All right, so so look, I'm actually I'm I'm from Cleveland originally. Um, I moved out to LA like two years. I mean, like two months after the Cavs won their ring. So I'm a huge LeBron fan. So I'll start off by saying this: the relationship that he has with Lakers fans, I actually feel, uh, for the most part, it's been better than what I expected. You have to remember, for a good like five to ten years of his and Kobe's like playing in the league together, there was a branding of who was better: Kobe, LeBron. So if you were a Kobe fan, you were a Lakers fan, you didn't like LeBron. So he's always in enemy territory. Um, so, you know, and I will say this, though, to the Lakers fans that say LeBron needs to um, embrace them more, they actually should embrace him a little more because since he's came in the league, he's won more rings than you guys. And since 2010, he's probably been more relevant than the team as a whole. So LeBron has actually helped the Lakers a lot more in these past four years. Then, like, six years got outside of L.A., for those six years, nobody cared about the Lakers, just like nobody cares about the Knicks right now. That's just Clint, Lakers. You were, you were saying something similar to that yesterday. Yeah. Thanks to the phone call, Devon. That was a good call. It makes a good point. Right. LeBron is bigger than the Lakers. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's just the reality Laker that fans hate hearing that. It's very it. difficult to accept, but it's true. That point right there, he's won more titles himself then the franchise, you you know, it, it's not even the relevance is one thing. The math, you know what I mean, is there too, you know, and that's that's really hard to ignore. And I, I think that the idea of Lakers fans embracing LeBron, Travis, was never going to happen. No. It always had no. to be the other way around. There was no way that Laker fans were going to say, thank you, LeBron, for bestowing your talents upon us and becoming, you know, bringing your planet to our nation. They, that was never going to happen. I don't think it even needed to happen. But the other way was never going to happen either because LeBron James, hello, again, bigger than the Lakers. It, well, yes, I, I agree with that. I also agree that the it, it's, it's one of these things. 
the Lakers don't have to have him, and he doesn't have to have them. And and it's like this weird standoff on who needs who more. And at the time, yeah. they needed each other, right? They, they needed right. each other to go win that last championship. Laker fans, I, I'm looking at Twitter. I'm seeing the phone calls. When they, the LeBron is bigger than Lakers, they want to put their fist through a wall. They hate that. But the fact of the matter is, it's true from LeBron James's perspective. He could have gone and done a lot of different things in a lot of different places because he did. Right, the yeah. Laker fans look at this as this is the most prestigious organization in the league. It probably is the most successful organization in the league historically. It is along with the Boston Celtics, and we compete for championships. And that those two things came together. Neither side really willing to budge on where they were coming into this leaves us where we are now. Where he says something about the GM or Sam Presti or picks, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we didn't like him anyway. Like, it yeah, just took the slightest little thing to get that thing to spark up again. Very childish in terms of reasoning, but I'd like to believe that these adults can figure this out so they can get back on the court and get some good play. Because right now, this they got you know who they got the same record as? Anybody raise your hands? you know? Hello, the Washington Wizards. Thank mm. you. Go uh, Coos. Go Coos. Bring Coos back. Bring all the kids back. Bring exactly. Brandon Ingram back. Bring Lonzo Ball back. That, uh, I'm sure, is coming before too long. Would you pay to see a movie in theaters that you have already seen? That's next. In Factor Cap, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, guys. Welcome in. It's been great. I I, I dropped the knowledge that I was a Red Panda's uh, right-hand woman for a bit, so... You know, You've I had a good day, really great. and you got a Taylor Swift song a song on the air today. You're having a banner day for you. Yep, uh, I do look like a janitor today, but we're not going to talk about that. No, let's okay. talk about that. You said it was very funny. She yeah, said to me, on. "What are you talking about?" Before you came on the Zoom this morning, she says to me, yeah. "She goes, I'm dressed like a janitor today." Emily, you pick it up from there. Yeah. So okay. So I, you know. Yesterday went to Target and as one does buy something that you don't necessarily always need and so I bought this like jumpsuit number and I was like oh this is gonna be really cute so I bought it and I put it on today this morning I got dressed in the dark because it's early morning when I get out and so I, I come into work I go to the bathroom go look in the mirror and I'm like I look like a janitor I have like a gray jumpsuit on and it's like tied together with a bow and it has buttons not a zipper but like I'm like if I put a patch on here I would definitely be a janitor you, like 100%. you need that you need that key thing that slides out that that's on yes, like a rope well, that no, comes out I of do. the little spool you need one of those I do with my with my badge so uh right. anyway exactly. so I look like a janitor but I look like a cute janitor I think so it's fine. <laughs> uh anyway happy Halloween <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yes, exactly um Okay, so uh, The Godfather is returning to theaters for a month in honor of its 50th anniversary. So you would pay money to see The Godfather in theater. Clinton, is this fact or cap? Super fact. I've already done this as a matter of fact back in when I was in high school. So there's a lot of, in D.C., there's a lot of one theater movie theaters, or at least there used to be, Trav. And so, like, 
this one theater that was near my dad's place, they showed The Godfather one time. They showed a couple mm. different movies from whatever era. I think it was some sort of like best picture remembrance kind of thing. You know what I mean? And they showed The Godfather. And like the reason why this is a tough question is because that bad boy is long. All right. And like <laughs> most, it, it was, you know, back in the day in the VHS, it was two tapes. Two tapes. So like, yeah, right. You know, it's a pretty long movie to sit through. But a lot of movies are that length these days. You know what I'm saying? Like these blowout Marvel flicks take forever. So like fact for me, and I've already done that, but that's because I like that movie that much. I almost am willing, I'd willing, I'd be willing to say there's a lot of people that would probably pay more to see movies that they have seen than the than they would to see movies that they haven't seen in movie theaters. You know what I mean? I think you're on to something there, and I think that's the reason it's fact for me as well. There's a nostalgia factor to this stuff. It, because, look, a, a lot of these movies come out in theaters, and they come out online at the same time. And you can yeah. because TVs are really good, because home uh, sound systems are really good, you can get a quasi-movie theater experience at home. So going to the theater is because, at least for me, I used to go to the movies a lot. I very yeah. rarely go to the movies anymore because there are so many options at home, prestige TV and all, all these things. Going to a movie theater, is it, it's sentimental to a certain point. They, watching the, the previews and going and getting the, the, the snacks and the Cokes and all that stuff and sitting there collectively and experiencing it with a room full of people, it feels good. I don't even think it matters what the movie is. If it's a movie you like, whether it's the guy like, – I remember this – shoot, this is a long time ago now, but when they re-released Star Wars in the theaters, there were yeah, lines oh, yeah. around the block right, oh, to yeah. go see a movie that everybody had already seen ten times. Yeah, I would absolutely go do it. I would. I would also like to go. And this is my new thing. I need. I need themed showings of movies I like, so I can dress in costume with other people <laughs> and yell the lines I like at the screen without Give feeling bad. Give me a for instance. It. Give me a for Just, instance. Take the gun. Keep the cannoli. I mean, if that happens and I'm in the theater, I'm yelling that at the top of my lungs. Yes. No questions only asked. Only Italian-themed food. No normal yeah. like movie theater food. You know you have a, a uh-huh. nice uh, gabagool on there. It's I great. want my uh, milk duds. I don't care if it's The Godfather or the Toy Story. I need milk, milk duds, duds and uh, Coke. Okay. As this show always loves, we, have, we love a national day. So today is National Margarita Day. So, no good decision has ever followed a margarita. Travis, is his factor cap? Well, that's cap. I mean, bring another number two combo. Bring another margarita. Yeah, yeah, let's keep the party going. Yeah, I'll go it's there. Deuce yeah, is wild on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, of course. Mar- margaritas for me are, are fine. It, it's only they're a little sweet for me. I like my liquor a little less sweet than that. But a, one margarita on the rocks is pretty good. A little salt on the rim. Sometimes I put a little chili powder on the rim. It's not the end of the world. But, uh, yeah, good Good decision after one, great decision after two, best idea you've ever had in your life after margarita number three. Let's just keep them rolling. Why not? Three's, three's pushing it. Three's pushing it. That does a number on the bladder because of the citrus element for me. I can't go more than two margaritas because it gets a little too dicey for me in that region. I love What, do you have scurvy or something? I mean, no, it's just that, like when I drink something that like – Tart with that much tart, yeah. That, I, I can't drink too many things that are that tart, even if they're good. And like in a row, you know, how there's some beers you're like, sure, that's a good beer. I'd like five ounces of that, you know what I mean? And you're a little snifter, and then I'll move on. There's some beers you can drink all night. Wow, I'm not drinking margaritas all night. I'm not, but you know how it is with these craft beers. You know, you have these small snifters. Whatever. I'm I picture you with like a smoking jacket and a pipe and a Bud no, Light in your. Snifter. I don't. <laughs> I bougie. don't drink beers out of bougie glasses, but I know many people who do and will get after you about it. But margaritas are for, something for me that if I get more than two, it's probably going Bl- downhill for me. Blended or on the rocks? 
rocks, blended, I mean, blended stuff. I, I, blended booze drinks are not for me. There's something about that that's a little, I hate to say this, a little trashy. <laughs> it also screams like beach vacation to me. Like, yes, it, it there's, depends a, there's the a big, yes, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like, I'm I'm wading in the water, you know what I mean, with my bros that like, you know, <laughs> it has to come in a red solo and all cup. that stuff. Yeah, it's all that, that's a little too little too déclassé for me. <laughs> wow, personal education going on today. Again, like Bougie Eats is, is here. Today, yeah, so it's this great. is part of who I am. Let's be real. Okay. Always so uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, Jared Allen has a separate iPhone he uses to join the Cavaliers group chat, <laughs> so he doesn't have green bubbles because no one likes green bubbles in a group chat. So. Uh, if your friend has green bubbles, he or she gets kicked out of the group chat. Clinton is his factor cat. This needs to be fact. Okay. <laughs> I am currently in a situation with one of my very active group chats where one of the main members is green bubbles. We're having some diplomatic proceedings about this from each of our nation states <laughs> to figure out how we're going to levy sanctions because this is a problem. It's becoming more of a problem. It's a real issue for me because like, Look, I don't I don't know what these other people need out of their phones, <laughs> but the group chat experience is a large part of the reason I even use my phone at all. Yes. And when the sharing capabilities are screwed up and all the like likes and stuff and the links just don't work, it's like what are we doing? How are you dealing with the green bubbles? I hate it. That that's the answer right there. The the, the number one re- you have your phone for group chat. Per- I, I don't. I can look stuff up. That's fine. Whatever. I can call my wife or communicate with my kids. That, that's fine. I guess that's moderately important. But I need to have several group. Ch- I, I have a group chat going for this show. I have a group chat yeah. going for some other shows that I've been on. I have a group chat going for uh, a group so of friends, popular. a different group of friends with my family. Say, Travis, there's here. there's a yeah. bunch of things going on. There's no green bubbles in them because they're terrible. They're awful for the reasons that you just said, which is somebody, you know, will do the exclamation point. And instead of just the little exclamation point showing up above it, it says, Mom, exclamation pointed this. Per-. It's like, what in the world is happening it's here? so tacky. It they got to find a way to figure it out. The moment. No, they should. I don't know if it's Android or Windows or whoever has, but can't you guys just make it blue and make that thing compatible so we can all live and, and get along? I don't need the green people in my life. It's the worst. Uh, another the, reason to not like my room. She has a she has a green bubbles. So wow. you know again. So everything is just by definition kind of <laughs> passive aggressive. And like she probably like went and wrote. bought an Android just to <laughs> send text to Emily. <laughs> right, she's Emphasize. the opposite of Jared Allen. She's got a side <laughs> exactly. burner just to exactly. piss you off. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, next, sausage egg and cheese is better than bacon egg and cheese. Travis this is Factor Cap. Um, I, I, can we, I, I know we don't do this very often on Factor Cap, but can it be neat? I'm fine with both. Why not put bacon and sausage on my sandwich? Put a little chorizo in there. We want to throw some ham, anything. I mean, we can even, by the way, you know what's some kind of a sneaky little breakfast meat every once in a while? Throw a little salami egg and cheese in there. That's Go not the end of the salami. world. I'm a lasagna <laughs> hog. Right? There, Sal- are, there are a lot of ways you can make a breakfast sandwich that doesn't have to be just bacon or uh, or sausage along the way. I, I am a, I'm the UN of breakfast sandwiches. Whatever you want to throw in there, I'll eat it. I'm happy. I, I'm guessing this question came from an argument in between you two, Emily and Taylor, about what you guys were going with this morning for breakfast. <laughs> no, it came from a friend of mine. Uh, she okay. said, you know, the best – the best bacon, egg, and cheese is better than the best sausage, egg, and cheese, but the worst sausage, egg, and cheese is better than the worst bacon, egg, and cheese. I think that might be true. That I, actually I, probably I, is true. But yeah. the, the thing is, is that also, 
the, I'm under the opinion that the best application for sausage in breakfast is in a sandwich. I happen to be one of those people, so I, that, that takes it higher for me personally on my on my list. Well, here, you know, that's something the, that grades out well in our breakfast <laughs> big board. You know, he got a lot of reps. Sausage did in in in, in the off season. He's really worked on his game. We really like how he fits into that sandwich. We've really got something going there. I'm Sean McVay. I'm hungry. Does this make uh, Van Jefferson chorizo? The, the, the seldom used breakfast sandwich meat. That's the guy that once in a while, but He's when you get chorizo. it, it feels pretty good. When you hit that that chorizo part, run. just spicy. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a good that's a good call. He would the, the reason that. that you don't go. The only reason that bacon is sometimes not the right choice, and it, it's very rarely the wrong choice, is if they're just gonna like, give me a, a piece or two and cut it in half and fold it in. If I get that sausage patty, that's a whole. That's a it's game full changer. coverage. That's more sausage. That's always yeah, a good thing. It's true. All right, guys. You so this this comes from last week on one of my off days on Tuesday when I wasn't here. I went to get my car done. I always get a little nervous when I get into a car shop that I don't know because I don't want to get swindled. I want to get you know a good deal to get your so, car done like repaired or washed. Repaired, repaired. Okay, sorry, okay. not yeah. car washed. Yeah. Uh, I know we had car wash yesterday. So yes, Big uh, car wash day so yesterday. you are confident when you go to get something fixed on your car, Travis. This is factor cap. Cap. I I know nothing about cars. I, I know how to put gas in it. And I know how to drive it to the mechanic. That right. that those are the extents of my auto knowledge. I get it's not true. I could change a tire too. These are the things that the maximum amount of auto. This is this goes into the category of things I wish I would have known when I was a younger man. Right? They right. had an auto shop in my high school that I wish I would oh, have taken. Really? Because just just the basics, right? Just understand yeah. how this thing works. That when somebody says your uh, flux capacitor is broken, I know that it's BS. <laughs> <laughs> right, I need to at least know the pieces that go into it. But no, I, I, I am as vulnerable as you, Emily, because I don't know anything about cars. This is fact for me, but it's, I'm, a, I'm a little more confident. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. NASCAR has taught me a lot more about drivetrains and learning about cars than I ever thought I would know. And it gave me an interest in learning about like things under the hood in a way that I probably wouldn't have um, normally. So, like, yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten swindled. But I also know that my family goes to one guy in our neighborhood, and I've learned a lot from him because, like, that's the guy that we trust because this guy's not in the business of the swindling, and so, like, everybody goes to him. And he'll, he's actually one of these guys that's um, pretty educational with his. You know what I'm saying? He'll be like, listen, here's the issue because if you have to go somewhere else or if you do end up getting a wild hair and you decide you want to fix something on yourself, I want you to know what it is so you don't blow your own car up. You know what I mean? So I know a couple things, but I'm not out here, you know, with those roller things under the car. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I don't have any of those. What are those deck. blackboard things yeah. you slide in? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I'm not changing yeah. my own oil. That's not well, here, Here's a go-to move that works on me every time. And, and, and same situation that you just mentioned, Clint. We have a, a, a guy here in the community that's worked on all our cars as long as we've lived here, right? So when something happens, we take it to him, and, and he fixes it. But this, I'm a sucker for this every time. They'll go, oh, Trav, this doesn't need to be fixed now, but the next time you need to come in, we probably need to get that done. That the brakes are okay for another 5,000 miles, or whatever, but the next time we see you, and I'm almost like, see, he's looking out for me. He's not right. trying to. He's just, he's just one ahead of me along the way. But it's a bit of a scam in reality. Of course it's I don't know. I don't know how to do it. So, Clinton, you have a uh, a special guest. We for have us a today. special guest today. It's two two twenty two. We've been talking about that all day. But for those who don't know, today also happens to be my dad's birthday. And nice. My dad is sort of the original sports fan in my life. So I said, "Why don't we come on and talk about what he wants to talk about?" He's a big NBA guy. What's up, Pop? How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? doing I'm well. doing good, man. What's going on? Have you had? Have you done anything fun for your birthday yet today? 
Yeah, I just took a I just took a crazy nap, so I'm I'm not <laughs> good. <laughs> Mr. Yates, you and I do not know each other, um, but I feel like you and I could become very good friends. That if your idea of a birthday celebration is a, is a nice hearty nap, I think you and I are on the same page. Happy birthday! There, there you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. So what's going on? What are you What are you burning on, Pop? See, every once in a while, Pop will hit me up with a question and be like, "What is happening?" in this part of the sports world and like i said i'm not going to ask you a million questions but i just want to know what's on your mind in the sports world these days pop well i mean uh the one thing i mentioned uh trying to trying to keep track of um of what's going to happen with baseball this year i, I know there's yeah. some uh, dynamics going on and uh it, it's, it's hard to tell from uh from fandom just what what kind of season we might have did you end up buying season tickets i know you were asking me about this here's what happened trap he was like listen What's going on with the tag on season? Because I got to put in some money for these season tickets that I normally get. Pop, what decision did you make? Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, you know, my my, my uh, longtime buddy, Doctor Davis, um, you know, has tickets, and he was saying, "Look, do you want in this year?" As I usually do, and uh, we were trying to figure what what does it mean? Uh, you know, there are going to be some games, or going to be spring season, or, or or nothing. And I was asking what your what you thought the prospects were. So we're still. I mean, the, t- the purchases are made. The question is whether we're going to get the use the whole season or, or not yeah so yeah. season tickets naps if you tell me you like mexican food this is this <laughs> we're, we're done here this is we're we're off to the races at this point hey man uh i, I had i had the uh the great great fortune of living for a couple of years in san diego and uh when i when i left there coming back to dc they said you know uh just just prepare yourself when you go back east, you're never going to eat Mexican food again because <laughs> because you know it's so it's so great out there, and it was absolutely true. It's just, it's just not the same. Very true. All right, Pop. Last thing I'm going to ask you, and this is kind of an absurd question, but we've been talking about LeBron James all day and whether or not he's going to stay in Los Angeles or just what he's going to do. But here's the setup. He said that he wants to play with his son in his son's first professional year as his last year. Do you think, right. and Pop, would you be excited if that team were the Washington Wizards, who's the kind of team that would do that kind of nonsense and pick Bronny so he could play with LeBron? Wow. Remember, um, um, uh, you, you ask the old guy a question, he tells you a story. Uh, remember <laughs> I told you about the time I, I, was, uh, I, was, I thought it was crazy that uh, when the old Bullets yep. uh, drafted uh, Muggsy Bowles and um, Manu Bowl. Uh, so, and Manu both together. I thought, okay, uh, these guys. I mean, it, it, they, they, they both turned out to be good players and had good careers. But when you look at it, it's like, okay, is this kind of a, a, um, a circus thing? Not, not no put down with them. Or is this kind of showbiz thing, or right. is it real basketball? Well, they turned out to be good players. So, uh, yeah, I, would, I think it would be interesting. Um, it would, uh, you know, a way to round out, uh, round out his career and sure Washington would, would love to see some excitement, you know, big names, uh, remembering that, remembering that MJ played here for his last couple of years. And, um, uh, so yeah, we're always, always interested for, for new talent. <laughs> All right, pop man. Well, listen, get back to whatever your busy schedule of naps and tacos <laughs> that you're not eating is. I love you, man. And I'm glad that you could join the show. Love you too. Thank you. We, we, we got we got to do some Mexican food together sometimes. Done. Yes, we, Done. we will do that. We <laughs> Happy do birthday that. Uh, to Clinton's dad. That's uh, that, that's Earl fantastic. Yates. That's my dude. 
But I'm glad he way, got to join. So I'm a big fan of embarrassing people on their birthdays. So <laughs> one time, three years ago, I was hosting OTL. It was the Friday Four, and we were doing our Heroes of the Week. And so I showed on the big screen in the big Studio Z in OTL, live television, a huge picture of my dad from the 70s. It was a good picture. <laughs> but everybody was like, I just saw your dad on TV in the 70s. What's going on? I was like, don't worry about it. It's his birthday. It was funny. Look, so. I, I, I feel like I, I've said this to you before, that you, you and I, I think, would have been good roommates in college. I yeah. think we would have yes. been on the same. I feel like your dad and I would have been on, on the same page on a lot He's of stuff cool as dude, well. When I heard say? season tickets and nap, I was I was all <laughs> in at this point. That's uh, Sometimes both at the same time. I've definitely seen him sleeping at a baseball game. You know, sometimes <laughs> what, are by the way, if you, you don't know how to live life correctly until you are <laughs> oh. on a Saturday afternoon Quality and the ball game nap. is on the TV and yeah. you just decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit down for a second and close my eyes. And the next thing you know, you've got the dart in the neck. You've been asleep for two hours, and you wake up, and it's the eighth inning. And you're like, what right. What? What just happened? You're it's wondering where Kenley Jansen feeling. is. Exactly. Yeah, that's no. great. Well, you, woke, great. you wake up because Kenley Jansen's giving it up, and uh, everybody's <laughs> there's that, walking there's, around. There's that, yeah. too. You think they're going to play? You think they're going to start? On, I know they're going to play, but do you think they're, they're going to start on They're not going to start on time. I think the question is how many games they're going to play. I think 100 it sounds. And, and oh, you honestly, think they're going to miss that? That's a third. I think they're going to miss a lot of games, man. I really do. Really? do. I don't. Yeah, because I, I just well, okay. I will be surprised if they don't, and and that will be a pleasant surprise because I just the way that the owners approach things is from a level of condescension and greed that almost makes the negotiations. I don't want to say completely bad faith, but the entire idea that like you're negotiating with the players' association. While at the same time trying to eliminate jobs in the minor leagues, I'm like, this this doesn't even make sense. You're trying to cannibalize your own sport. And that, for me, is reason why it's difficult for me to feel like any of this is happening in good faith. And if it's a shorter season but with better terms as opposed to getting it done just for the sake of saying you did, I'd be okay with that. And, you know, it was two seasons ago we saw a very short season. Didn't hate it. You know what I'm saying? There's already a gazillion games. So well, we'll see I, I think those are two separate things. I, I agree with you that I don't know if what was it? Was it 50 or 60? I forget exactly. It was 60. It was it was, it was, it was very yeah. short. Yeah. It was too short. It, 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 we need we need about 100. I think is, yeah. I think is, is about the number. We're also never going to get 100 because no. they're, they're not giving up 30 dates. Well, they're not, they're, yeah. they're not they're not going to do that. And I agree with you when you say that. Both sides, I would argue, are, are negotiating in bad faith because nobody's lost anything yet. Until, you know, what, what deadlines make deals, right? Is that the, the, the phraseology? Yeah. That yeah, yeah. What, once you get to the point where, hey, listen, opening day is usually roughly April 1st. It's still, what is it? It's, it's February 22nd. We've got time. These guys can get in shape. They can get going. They can do a doubleheader here and there until we get to the point where, okay, now we're at April and nothing started. Now we – because you can't push the season back too far. It gets too cold in half these yeah, places. Yeah, you just can't – you can't be playing baseball on Thanksgiving. That's not going to no, work. It, it doesn't work. But until we get to that point, I, I, I just they, – they always find a way to get it done. Yeah. Everybody will go home unhappy, and then we'll – won't talk about it for five years, and then we'll go through it again. That's just the way that it goes. That's true. I just really hope that they can get six weeks of spring training. The month of spring training is going to affect the season – much deeper into the year than just two more weeks of spring. Like, you know what I'm saying? That preparation after that time off is important, Trav. You know that as a guy that was on the mound. If you don't get those six weeks, you're going to look at an entirely different season. They, they, they'll, they'll, they'll get a workaround. A lot like they did during the pandemic, right? Expand rosters. You can yeah, the, 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 the rules where you can send guys up and down to AAA. And right, whatnot. with less yeah, designations. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you don't have to sacrifice you know, service time and all those other. They'll figure it out. Once we get to April and no – by the way, real quick on this. 
I loved it yesterday that they spent five hours negotiating with no significant progress. What did they talk about for five hours? Hey, uh, I, I want this. No. Hey, now what? I just, okay, why I, does it not last five minutes? That picture of them standing outside in their parking lots looking like Stupid. they were picking, picking a place to have their fantasy football draft was hilarious. I'm like, this is how this is going down? <laughs> like, what are we, what are we doing? But. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. All right, Aaron Rodgers got in his feelings on Instagram. He was <laughs> on the Pat McAfee show, and all of this stuff would be nonsense except for it might actually affect the Rams, which I care about. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Clinton's in for Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, so I posted the, the, the ad online the other day, right? Me and the picture with the Omaha Steaks, and I got so much great feedback. It was terrific because there's not a better match out there than Travis and Omaha Steaks because I love to give them. I give them to my folks. I give them to my brother. I give them to my friends. I give them to my coworkers every year, and I'm excited to do it because I know it's such an incredible gift because I've gotten it myself. You see that box on your front doorstep? It is just amazing. So why don't you do this? Why don't you warm up your winner with Omaha Steaks? It is super easy to stock up on all your favorites. Here's how you do it. This is important. OmahaSteaks.com. That's easy. Enter Travis into the search bar and order the Omaha Steaks sampler today. Do it right now. You'll save over 50%, plus you're going to get 12 free Omaha Steaks burgers with your order. That's 12 free Omaha burgers. Who doesn't want that? After the steaks are gone, you still got 12 burgers to get through. The package has it all. Butcher cut filet mignons to caramel apple tartlets. Nice little sweet bite at the end of this. Every order backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee delivered safely right to your doorstep. One more time. OmahaSteaks.com. You got to put my name in there to get the deal. Keyword is Travis in the search bar to take advantage of this exclusive offer today. That's OmahaSteaks.com, keyword Travis.